Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on knowing what you believe and why you believe it. If you are eager, like I am, to strengthen your faith, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. What is the most important part of our Christian life, our Christian walk? We're going to look at that on today's episode. We're walking through the fruit of the Spirit, and we come to the first one, and it is that of love. And we would call love really the centerpiece of the Christian life. You go to grandma's house, right? You go to your parents' house for maybe Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas, maybe some of the fall holiday type times, and you typically will see on the table a centerpiece. Maybe it's flowers, maybe it's some type of arrangement, but it's the centerpiece of that table to kind of bring it together. And what's the what's the goal of that? Well, the focus is drawn to that centerpiece. Uh, it is the uh, focal point that your eyes will be drawn to, your attention will be drawn to. Is there just to be pretty? Uh, but for the Christian life, love is that centerpiece. It is that centerpiece that should draw people's attention. It should draw people's focus into our lives as you and I emulate the love of Jesus Christ. When we talk about love, everyone wants to be loved. And also there's that desire in us to love others. Why do we have that desire? Where does that come from? Well, we're created in the image of God. The Bible tells us that God is love. It's not that God has love. No, God is the essence of love. This is his core attribute. And as beings created in his image, you and I receive this desire for love and this desire to love. Why? Because God is very relational. God is not some cosmic force off in the universe. God created you and I as beings to be in a relationship with him. We see the relationship and love within the Trinity. Think about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, who are perfect in relationship. They're connected together, and God created you and I as the same. So many of us would have different maybe definitions, different ideals of what love looks like, based on maybe our experience of how we were loved. Unfortunately, many times our understanding of love is unbiblical because our love, our understanding of love is related into Hollywood. It's related into maybe how someone has treated us, whether good or bad. But all human love falls short of the divine love. Maybe you've heard that there is two types of love, and there is human love in Scripture. There's divine love, phileo love, which is conditional. It's the affections that you and I have towards other humans. And many times it's, it's based on what that person has done or has not done for us or to us. There's, this love is not wrong, but people can fall in love and people can fall out of love. Many times it's based on or what we get or what people have done because they have done certain things. We love them because they stop doing certain things. We no longer love them or they do good things to us and we are endeared to them. We love them, but then they do something that would hurt us and then our love is canceled. It's stopped. But when we talk about God's love and we talk about the love that is the fruit of the Spirit, we're talking about agape love. We're talking about the divine love that is absolutely unconditional. And many times it's hard for us to fathom what this love looks like or really is because maybe you grew up in an abusive home. And they said, I love you via word, but then they hit you or they abused you emotionally. Maybe you had a boyfriend or girlfriend that said they loved you and they treated you great. But they're not perfect. 
And so that is that human love. God's love is not on the same level. Maybe you had a boyfriend, girlfriend, or a husband and wife who said they loved you, they did great things, and then all of a sudden they cheated on you. And they did something that was immoral. And that caused your love to be shattered. It caused the love that you had towards that person to be broken. And then you have to question, do they even love you to do that? This is not the love that is the fruit of the Spirit. This is not the love that you and I are to demonstrate. And when we talk about the fruit of the Spirit, these are things that can only come forth from God, from the Spirit. Uh, Paul contrasts really the, the human love and the divine love in Romans 5, uh, verses 5 and 8. Uh, we uh, use this passage many times when we witness to people because it's a powerful message there, but really it contrasts the two types of love. He says this, And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. So the love of God, you and I can share it with others. You and I can demonstrate that love to others only through the Holy Spirit which is given unto us. He says this in verse 6, For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. Then he begins to go in and make this contrast. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You see, the human love says, look, that is a very good person, but I'm not quite sure I'm ready to exchange my life for theirs. Now me, I'm going to be willing to give my life to say, take me in the place of my wife or my two kids. Now, someone who's an acquaintance, someone who may be a decent friend, even though they're a good moral person in society, this passage is saying there's not going to be a lot of people who are willing to exchange their life for them, unless it's maybe in a heroic situation of rescuing them out of a car or some situation like this. But if it's like you have to give your life in exchange for this person, who's it going to be? Very scarcely is someone going to say, take my life in the place of theirs. That's the human love. But Verse 8, God commendeth his love. What is his love? His love is the divine love that you and I can demonstrate, that you and I can allow to uh, show to other people through the Holy Spirit. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And so what I want you to see is this love is unconditional. You and I are sinners, yet Christ died for us. You and I do not deserve. You and I do not even want. You and I are the exact opposite of what deserves the love. Yet Christ died for us. He was willing to give of himself, his own life. God was willing to give of his own son for you and I who are unworthy. That is unconditional love. And there is nothing that you can do that will remove that love. There is nothing that you can use to destroy that love. There's, there's nothing that you can say. There's nothing that you can think. Your past, it doesn't matter. There's nothing that you can do to destroy or break the love of God that he has for you. And so many times we need to tell ourselves that we're loved. Because many times we feel unloved. We feel that because of our actions, because of our sins, we cannot be loved. Then other ways we think, well, I want to earn God's love by doing certain things, by serving in this capacity, by doing all that I can do, doing more than really I can handle because I'll get a pat on the back and God will love me, love me more. That's not God's love. You can't earn favor within God's love and you cannot lose God's love. And so is Satan's telling you that you're unlovable. 
that because of your decisions, because of your past, because of what you've done, there's no way that God could love you, much less anyone else. That is a lie from Satan, and quit believing it because you are loved. But God commended his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for. How do we know that God loves us? Because he showed us. He demonstrated his love that he has for us. And as such, love is the centerpiece of the Christian life. You see, that centerpiece is what everyone notices and sees on the table. It draws your attention, your focus to it. And what did Jesus say? Love is the greatest of all the commandments. He said in Matthew 22, he said, it's not a list of do's and don'ts. You can take all the the commandments in the Old Testament, all the prophets, all 613 commandments that the Jews were keeping ceremonially and morally. And God says, you can focus your attention and energy on one. Love God with all your heart, mind, strength, and soul. And then secondly, love others as yourself. So you said that's two commandments, but it's really one commandment. It's love. Love is the centerpiece of the Christian life, and love is the greatest commandment. You see, love is the key indicator that we are followers of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, look, if you want people to know that you're my disciple, love each other. And as you love each other unconditionally, people will know that you're my disciple. And so love is what we should be known for. Really, love should be our goal. We aim for so many other things that really miss the mark. But love should be our goal. Love is what we should aim for on a daily basis. Many times we aim to have more faith. We aim to serve more. We aim to sacrifice more. We aim to give more. These are all good things. And as we look on our episode next week, we're going to see without love, they're empty. There's no profit. They're vain. And so love should be our main goal. We should make love the centerpiece of our life. Because there's something about speaking the truth in love. You know, we can speak the truth, and truth spoken without love can make people angry, make people feel judged, make people repulsed by the message. I've watched this on college campuses, the same gospel message, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, given in a hateful tone, Though God uses it all, many times repulses and pushes people away. The same gospel message, the burial, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ given in love, many times is received. Why? Because it's wrapped in love. And that's why Paul said, preach the truth in love. But do you understand love does what we cannot? That's where we come back to this fruit of the Spirit. You and I cannot demonstrate divine love on our own. We can demonstrate conditional phileo love. But it's the fruit of the Spirit that allows us to love like God loves. And so the fruit of the Spirit will produce fruit in our life that we're unable to. And we're going to talk next week uh, through 1 Corinthians 13. It's hard to really zap all that love is uh, in a 10, 15-minute episode. It's hard to even do that in a week-month study. There's so much to love. But I want you to walk away with this on today's episode. Love is the centerpiece of the Christian life. If you have felt unloved, I'm sorry. God still loves you. If people have said they don't love you and treated you incorrectly, God loves you unconditionally, the same amount of love. And there's nothing you can do to break it, hinder it, make it go down. God loves you unconditionally. And in that same uh, thought, our goal in the Christian life, you've got many goals. Maybe you have vocational goals, you have personal goals. All these are great. But the goal in the Christian life is not necessarily to have more faith. 
The goal in the Christian life is not necessarily to serve more, to be more faithful to church. That's not the goal. The goal in the Christian life is to love, to love God with everything in you and to love others the same way that God loves you. So as you go through your week and you see people this week in class, at work, in your community, and even the ones that frustrate you and aggravate you, we're to love them. Now, saying that love doesn't mean we allow people uh, to harm us, to hurt us, uh, people that drain us. We can still love people from a distance, but we are to love others the same as God loves us. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please share it with a friend or subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.